what's up, what's up? What up, though, what up, though, what up, though? You know what's up. This is the Big and Little Show, and I'm Big. And I'm Little. And you can check us out, you know what I'm saying? Every Saturday, 4 p.m., you know what I'm saying? Jungle yeah, yeah. Juice Radio, and you can listen to us all on Spotify, YouTube. Check us out, y'all. Where Big and Little Show. Podcast. Yes, sir. DJ Magic Don Juan. Check us out, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Tire as a Mother. I am Queen Nikki. Thank y'all so much for listening to my show. I really appreciate y'all. All right, so I'm about to just jump right into it. I hope y'all um, weekends and weeks have been going great. Um, I hope y'all haven't had any issues. I hope it's not stressful. I hope y'all, you know, get home, have that glass of wine like I always tell y'all every single week. Come home, have that glass of wine, get a kiss to bed, and relax. Enjoy your me time. All right, now, y'all, so last week or the week before, I think, I told y'all that I was going to bring on the guys because I really wanted to get um, a guy's perspective of um, parenting and, you know, their take on parenting and raising children. So I have my guest, and his name is DJ Don and... Uh, he's definitely my fiance. Um, I had another guest. He canceled. We're not going to worry about him. Uh, we're going to try and get him on another day, though. He always canceling. I know. <laughs> Traitor. What's up, Tired as a Mother fam? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, DJ Don. So you are familiar with the podcast world. If y'all do not know DJ Don, please go over to Jungle Juice um, podcast and check him out. He is... um. They're they're a little um, wild over there. So yeah, if you're looking for something crazy, and <laughs> crazy, crazy, yeah, just tap yeah. in with us. Yeah, they are polar opposite from tired as a mother. They are um, wild, wild people over there. The same so. place you listen to this podcast, you can find us. So just look up uh, Jungle Juice Podcast. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead and check him out. All right, DJ Don, tell me a little bit about you and um, how your journey has been going so far as a father. Well, I'm uh, a young man. I'm not going to disclose my age because I feel like I'm getting too old. But I'm a young man, a father of two beautiful young girls. And um, I have a fiance, which is you, Queen Niggy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it, you know, I work. I love my kids. You know, it's tough, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into, um, we're going to jump into the backstory of it all. All right, so y'all, when when I found out I was pregnant <laughs> it, with my first baby, it was kind of crazy because I was um, I was nervous to tell DJ Don that I was pregnant and, and everything. How, and how old were you? 25 or 26 i don't know because i can't I remember how old i was or, no or no i couldn't have, I, I had to be like i don't know how old is riley she's three so three years ago <laughs> so i was 26 okay yeah so i was 25 yeah so um i was nervous to tell him that i was pregnant for whatever reason i have no idea because once i found out i was pregnant with riley i told my family like right as soon as I found out, like at the drop of a dime, I told my family or whatever. I finally uh, came around to tell him 
And his reaction wasn't good. I keep saying, yeah, I keep saying this, but his reaction just was not like the best. Like I think I was kind of like looking for like that hallmark moment when you know, like the like the women tell their husbands or their spouses that they're pregnant, and then they have like this whole like reaction, and they're so excited and they're kissing and hugging. But it was like the polar opposite with him. So when I told you that I was pregnant with Riley, how? Like, how are you feeling? Like, what went through your mind? Um, well, I mean, and keep in mind what I'm about to say, you know, this is all changed now. But keep in mind, I was 25 years old, figuring out that I'm about to be a whole father, you know what I mean? 25. 25 is definitely still young, you know what I mean? And we were, at the time, still living with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking, like, dang, my life is done. <laughs> That's what I, my first thought was, like, it's over, like. It is over. Like it's time to get a place. Yep. We gotta get up. We gotta get out of my grandparents' house, and it's time to like really be a man for real. And I think I was just scared to do that because I wasn't really, I wasn't ready at the time to do that. You were. You was. You were still ready to be a Toys R Us kid. Like you yeah. wasn't ready. To I was put still the toys up and anybody know. that knows us know I play with Legos. I was still playing with toys. I was <laughs> oh my not trying to be a grown up yet. I had a whole toy set in the basement. Like. You were scared of the responsibility that came with being a father Definitely. and like raising. So when you found out that you were having a girl, um, how did that make you feel? Because I know for me, it, it made me really nervous because um, I, I know I was the first thing that came to my mind was how men treat women. And I, I was I'm nervous. I'm still nervous because we have two girls now and I'm nervous, you know, how when they start dating and when they go to school and stuff, like how the boys are going to treat them or whatever. So as a dad, like, how do you feel about having like, you know, finding out that you were having a girl? How did you feel? We just gonna, we just stand on Riley right now. So I, I felt <laughs> I mean, I wanted a girl. Yeah, you did want I, a girl. I didn't. I didn't really want a boy. I wanted a boy towards the when we got close to our gender reveal. Then I kind of wanted a boy, but I wanted a girl initially, just because you know I always hear, you know, girl dads they say the girl's gonna take care of you more than the boy. Well, I, I hear that from dads that have both. From a boy, they have a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. I hear that from dads that got both. The girl is gonna take care of you before the boy is. So the girl's I, I gonna wanted, take I care of the girl. father. Yeah, before. I wanted a girl because I knew at least when I got old. She hopefully should be there to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. That was my thought on it. That was your thought. Okay, so we on like uh fast. Well, yeah. Okay, so we gonna fast forward to uh the day that I went into labor and you know everything started to become real. Mm -hmm. Um, like reality was about to slap us in the face. We were about to become parents. Um, so how did you feel when I went into labor, like at that moment? Because I know for a fact I wasn't scared at that moment. I was just ready to get her out. I didn't become scared until I saw her here in the world. Like, I'm like, dang, like we have a whole child. We have to take care of her now. Like we cannot give her back. We can't take the nurses and stuff home. Like, See, it was the mm. opposite for me. So I was more scared before she came. And then when she got here, it just was like, like, okay. It's not, it's not that bad. You know, I, it really, like, I did a whole 180. So, like, what what were you not scared of? Like, were you not scared of the labor part? Because. No, I wasn't. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I was in labor for 14 hours. I was ready for it to be over with. 
Yes, I was in labor for 14 hours and I literally did not I didn't remember that he was even in the room because he was so quiet. I never saw him get up and move around. I never heard him like say anything. I think he got up because at, at one point during my labor, I did start throwing up. So I think he got up when I started throwing up, but I, I didn't see or hear him after that. Um, but I always wanted to know, like, once I started pushing, like, once it was, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, the nurses was, like, excited and everything, and they told you, like, it's time yeah. to push, how did you feel? Like, did you was, start getting butterflies? No, I was I was excited. I couldn't wait to meet her. You know, yeah. I wanted to really see how she looked. You know, that's that that was, I was excited to see her and meet her. Yeah. You know, that, that was the thing. I wasn't really scared or nervous or anything like that. I was ready for it to be over and her to be here so I can just hold her and look at her. And everything like that. I, w- I was excited to see her. Yeah. And then once they said that I had to have an emergency C-section, I think that's when stuff kind of like flipped in my head. Like You were scared. I was happy. Yeah, I, I was, was scared. Because I'm like, yeah, it's about time. Because I don't know how much longer we was going to wait on you. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was, I was really nervous because I was like... Having all those thoughts in my head, like, golly, like, I'm about to have surgery. This is a major surgery. Like, they're literally, like, taking my organs out, rearranging stuff, pulling her out and putting stuff back in. See, and I, I didn't know nothing scared. about a C-section. All I knew was they, this is incision, pull the baby out, and that's it. So I didn't know all that <laughs> other stuff. And then it was just, like, so, like, rushed because, like, once I went into labor, then her heart rate started dropping. Like, the now, doctor said it was dangerously I, low. Yeah, That's I did get nervous said. then. I did get nervous, you know, then I was getting nervous. Yeah. Um, they, the, like, they had me sitting in all different kind of positions, and then, like, 10 nurses was would, like, run in the room and be like, no, you can't, you know, lay on this side. You can't lay on that side. We need you to be on all fours, and da-da-da-da-da. And then at one point, um, while I was pushing, um, her heart rate like dropped like really 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 low and they were just like I couldn't push anymore I had zero energy I didn't feel like doing anything else I was getting lightheaded to the point I felt like I was gonna like pass out from pushing and then um I think I was putting too much pressure on myself because I was overthinking everything like this is how I never went to like a a Lamaze class so I didn't know how to breathe I didn't know how to push I was like a YouTube you know pregnant lady like trying to figure everything out through youtube and um um i was trying to figure everything out through youtube so i didn't know how to breathe i didn't know how to um like kind of like calm myself down because i started kind of like having like a, a a small like panic attack so i was like really really scared when they said all right girl like it's time for you to have a c-section um they literally like packed us up they were like um I remember the doctor telling the nurses, go clean up the like the operating room like now. Like we have to go now. Like we have to get this baby out right now. Um and and when they said that, I I was really nervous because I'm like, "Oh gosh, like I just start thinking like, am I not going to survive this or is the baby going to survive or like is Donovan going to have to choose between me or the baby?" And like that, that was the first thing that kept like running through my mind. Like I really don't have, don't. Sorry, my kids are in the background. If you guys hear them, but I really did not want him to have to like make that decision. So it was kind of scary. 
but anyway, they they told us to um they were they were literally wheeling us in the hallway, like taking all my jewelry off, putting on my little um cap for my c-section and everything and they threw donovan his scrubs like here put this on like he was literally i guess like walking to the like the operating room like putting on his scrubs and everything and it it became real at that time so we're in the operating room i'm on that table they don't tell you how cold it is in the operating room and the only thing i can think of is i just want to be out of pain like the my contractions kept going and everything and (laughs) um they had to take my epidural out and give me a spinal tap and at that time I was so scared but I was in so much pain I didn't care but I was scared because Donovan at that point could not come into the operating room with me and I kept asking for him like can he please come in can I don't care like about any of this like the protocols the protocols the rules none of that like I just want him to come in because I was so scared so he comes in and I automatically like feel a sense of peace and like clarity and everything. <laughs> the girls are playing in the background. Sorry, y'all. Please excuse them. You know, we both here today, so yes. Can't watch. Them. Um, but I automatically feel like a sense of peace come come over me when he came into the room, and then he like sat next to me, and then all I remember was them like tugging and pulling. And then I, I think I remember them saying, okay, like, Donovan, like, the baby's here or something. Like, what did they say to you? Well, they, they pulled her up. Well, you talking about with Riley still? Yeah. Yeah, they pulled her up. And that's when they put it, just cleaning her off and everything. And they let me cut the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was it. And then they, they. I remember they threw her over the cover. And they were like, yeah, she came out and she was rolling her eyes. Like, she didn't want to come out. They pulled her out put her over the cover and I'm like dang she looks just like Donovan and then like that's pretty much all I remember from that that part and then I wasn't able to see her until the next morning um like Donovan he was able to go see her she had to go to like NICU or whatever because I had a fever during labor he was able to go and see her her and his him and his family and everybody they were taking pictures and he would come and like show me pictures and everything of her and it didn't it still didn't really hit me like that um that's, that's when it hit me a mom it, yeah it, it hit me and I, as soon as i was cutting that that umbilical i can't say the word you know I'm umbilical cord. yeah when i was cutting it and i was cutting the cord that's that's when it was like you hear that behind us that's when i knew it was real <laughs> yeah i knew that crime was gonna have to deal with all of that i knew it was coming <laughs> yeah that that part and then like when i saw her all I could do was just cry. I just kept crying and kept crying. And I was just, like, so thankful. And the next morning when the nurse came in, she was like, okay, um, you can get up. It's time for you to, you know, walk around or whatever. And um, you can go see your baby. Me, not realizing I had just had a major surgery, I just, like, hopped out of bed. Like, come on, let's go. And I literally was like screaming, like Donovan, like she said, we can go see the baby. Like, come on, come on, come on. Cause I hadn't seen her since they like draped her over the cover. And it had been like a long time. So I was excited and I didn't realize I couldn't walk. I didn't realize I could barely move. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't like barely do anything, but I was about to risk it all 
just to just so I can go and see her. Like I didn't care about my stitches, none of that. And I once I got up, I realized real quick, like, girl, you just had a major surgery because it felt like I had like a tummy tuck because it um my stitches were so tight and my skin was so like tight and everything just felt like too tight. Like I just knew I was snatched. I just knew my body was snatched after that surgery, but it it wasn't it was not. It was just tight. Um but after that it 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 was oh god it was just like when I saw her little face and when she was in a little NICU and I saw her little cute little face and she was so light and she had she looked just like Donovan she was like licking her lips and they were like okay you can pick her up and um hold her or whatever and um when I saw Donovan holding her that was my first time seeing him hold her I don't know if he was able to hold her um before that were you able to hold her before um that next day when i was able to finally see her in the operating room yeah i was over to hold her oh you you held her in the operating room yeah see i didn't even know that yeah they gave her, after they cleaned her up they gave her to me oh until we left and they took her see i didn't even know i didn't know any of that i just remember being in the, the um recovery room asking about her like where's my baby like all right y'all can bring her out now but fast forward, she is now three years old, and time she flew too. It did. It it really did. It's like oh my god! Like every time May gets here, I'm just like, God! Like she's an- about to be another year older. Like next year, she's gonna be four years old, and it still feels like I just had her. Like it is crazy how fast time moves, and she is like her own little person like she's just like such like a little diva like I don't know like how do you feel about her growing up and you know becoming herself she's in school now yeah I said that to you the other day when um she was she was feeling good and she was throwing up and stuff and you know I was trying to teach her to go to the toilet yeah to throw up and you know she understood okay this is where I need to throw up from now on and she was throwing up in the toilet and i just was like i don't know what hit me it just was like <laughs> this girl's getting big like she's flushing the toilet and she just wiping herself off and doing everything that i would normally do for her if she yeah. was throwing up she just was doing it on her own i'm just like oh my god she's same, independent same when she went to the party you know she's starting to go to the party a lot more now and mm-hmm. it's just when she goes she 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 wanted me to get her stool so she can get on the toilet and yeah. she don't need you to hold her on the toilet. Keep she's a, independent. Keep like, in she mind, just she, like... she's not using a, a baby seat on the toilet either. She's using the grown, the grown toilet. Yeah. You know, she sit there and balance and let her do what she got to do, flush the toilet, wipe and put her clothes back on. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, she really getting grown on us. She is. And then like, she can tell you, which is something that I like. She can tell you everything that's going on and, like throughout her day and you know how she's feeling like every day she don't feel good because she don't want to go to sleep like oh mama I don't feel good or it's like her her sentences and and just everything it's just like she is like a grown little lady now and she's only three and I'm like where did the time go and before I jump into the next topic I just like I'm just like shocked and surprised that like every time I take her to the doctor is funny um every time I would take her to the doctor her doctor 
would would say, oh, you guys are doing such a good job. And the last time I took her to the doctor, her doctor was like, yeah, for her to be three years old, you guys are teen parents. You guys are doing a great job. And I'm like, lady, I am almost 30 years old. We are not teen parents. That should make you feel good. Yeah, I mean, it did make me feel good. You get accused of being young. I get accused of being old. People think I'm older than what I am. Yeah, I get. and I'm older than him. I'm, I'll be 30 in January. You the he old just lady. turned, what, 28? All right, you the cougar in this thing. Whatever. But, yeah, like, she thought that we were teen parents. And she, her doctor was saying both of my kids, well, both of our kids are are very advanced and like you know they're above where they're supposed to be at their ages and i have a three-year-old we have a three-year-old and we have a one-year-old and her doctor is like they are they're like doing amazing so it 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 makes me feel good to know that we're doing right by them and you know everything that we're doing is um is paying off because she's like very smart she's very like hands-on she's just a good girl like she's such a sweet little girl and i love her to death all right now fast forward to what a year or two later when i found out i was pregnant with savannah okay, y'all savannah was a shocker like she was a legit shocker i had no idea i was even pregnant with her and like I don't I don't I don't really even know when she was conceived. I have no idea because she literally like shocked us. Do you remember when I told you that I was pregnant with Savannah? Yeah, I didn't believe you. Like I literally told him I was pregnant with Savannah and he literally like fell out on the couch. Yeah. Like the whole feeling with Riley came right back over. I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, we just getting 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 steady with this one. We got <laughs> we ain't really got everything under control yet, but at least we was living on our own and I don't know. I just another hand to feed. That's all I was thinking about too. I'm just like, like, oh, we barely doing this with Riley, and now we got another one coming. Yeah. And then it was like with Savannah. She, my pregnancy with her was like completely different. Like with Riley, I never got sick. I didn't have morning sickness. I wasn't tired. None of that. With Savannah, um, she was uh. <laughs> She definitely was a shocker because one, I my sense of smell changed with her. Um, everything used to stink with when I was pregnant with Savannah in the in the in my first trimester. Every single thing used to stink, and that's when I figured out I was pregnant with her because I was eating crab legs one day and I kept telling Donovan like these stink. Like I had made like a butter sauce or something, and he was like, it was just like. Um, what was it? Brown sugar and some other stuff like stuff that smells good. And I'm like, this stinks. Like, why does this smell like this? And like I was talking to Donovan about it. He was like, this it smell good to me. Like, I don't know what she was talking about. So the next day I went to um, Target and I'm like, OK, I'm going to either get pads or I'm going to get a pregnancy test. I ended up getting both. I came home. As soon as I got home, I took a pregnancy test. And before the three minutes was up, it popped up pregnant. And I was just like, what? Like that had like literally took me back. And I was, I got immediately got excited. I told Donovan the same day, he like fell out on the couch and was like, he was just such a drama queen about it. Okay. Relax. 
and then I ended up telling his mom because he was just like with both our kids I feel like it took us a very long time to tell his family because I didn't know how my parents were gonna I didn't know how my I ain't gonna say my parents I didn't know how my family was gonna take it yeah you know especially with Riley when Riley was the first one savvy I really didn't care how they was gonna take it just because we were living on our own and you know what I'm saying it was different that Mm -hmm. was different with Riley we was younger and we were staying with my grandparents so it's like we, we didn't have our own home yeah so that's really was the thing like kind of why I was kind of nervous on telling them about Riley and I don't know how many months were you before we told them I was almost four four months pregnant when I told yeah I was four I months told, pregnant no no we no, did the we YouTube were, video right after yeah because we were I remember we were sitting in the basement and I think we were just I talking about couch. it and I was like well all right I'm just gonna call my mom I remember I kept I kept you said you was gonna call your yeah. dad you called your dad first no, I think I told my mom first. No, I you thought. called your dad first, and then your dad was like, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Because he didn't believe us. Didn't nobody believe no, us. No, your mom didn't believe it. That was the one. She didn't believe it until she, she didn't saw believe- you. No, she didn't believe it until she, like, zoomed in. Like, I took a picture of my prenatals at, or whatever, and she literally zoomed in on the, like, the prenatal bi- bottle, and she was like, okay it's real because you know the doctor's took, not going to give you she like, took it a lot better than, than, yeah, than what did. i thought everybody else was going to take yeah she was immediately like excited like she didn't like give us any like put actually none of them did like they were all like really really excited immediately they are they all started guessing like oh it's going to be a girl it's going to be a girl they all thought it was going to be a girl with both the with both our kids like they both said it was that they, was my grandma my grandma kept saying that about both it's gonna be a girl it's gonna be a girl yeah and then she swore up and down then my dad was so mad it was a girl <laughs> yeah he was he was mad but your grandma swore up and down left and right that she knew both times that i was pregnant she swore that she knew that i was pregnant she told me the other day well i told walter that <laughs> you was pregnant i told him that and you know how i knew i'm like how you know because you was glowing I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know how they didn't notice that I was pregnant with Riley because you remember when we went out to dinner for um, my birthday and Justin and Bria was like, y'all need to say something because you're getting big. At three months, y'all, I was huge. Like, I looked like I was almost five months pregnant at three months. And they they kept telling us, like, y'all need to say something to them. Y'all need to tell them. Like, they kept pushing us, our yeah. friends yeah, that's kept when I, pushing us. When we, like, went to, we went to Motor City casino at the casino at the uh all you can eat buffet and that's when we were talking about it and that's when i made the decision like okay either i think it was that night or the next day i'm like we gotta say something well i gotta say something because i you was ready to say something i just wasn't ready to say anything yet so what made you get ready like what made you like conquer your fear and Um, like get ready ah I think because it was no more hiding. It was no more hiding. Yeah. It was was like, what else was I going to do? Yeah, because I was big as a house. At one point, I thought it, I just, I started to just be like, well, forget, I'm just never going to say anything. And then when they see that you're just getting big, this is going to be the answer right there. I was just wasn't going to say anything. But then I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's both. Somebody told me, like, that's wrong. You know, your, 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 you know, your parents and your family, they want to, be excited for the baby to come not mm-hmm. oh she's pregnant two months and the baby's coming in two months you right. know what i mean like, yeah because yeah. they were excited um your mom was excited 
to help us reveal that we were pregnant and then she was excited about the gender reveal and she helped that you know do the whole gender reveal well she planned the entire gender reveal and then um you know they they all threw my baby shower for it for us so they were really excited they took it so well and I was just really excited that we got that off our chest because um I started to not enjoy my pregnancy because I was so nervous and I had so much anxiety trying to hide my pregnancy and I feel stupid now doing that because they were like well what did you do that for like (laughs) you were fine like but all right, y'all, we're going to jump into a quick break, and then we're going to uh, still uh, continue this conversation on with DJ Don. Make sure you guys keep listening to Tire As A Mother. What's up, y'all? My name is Queen Nikki. I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that I have started a brand new podcast. It's called Tired as a Mother. It's an hour-long podcast where we'll be talking about all things mommy-related, from what to expect during and after pregnancy to being overwhelmed and all of the in-between. So if you're a mommy or a mommy-to-be looking for advice or you just want to tune in, be sure to tune in on Thursdays wherever you listen to your podcast. So on some episodes, I will be going live as well. If you have any questions or you just want to jump into the conversation, thank you guys and make sure to search for my podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, it's called Tired as a Mother. We about to jump into Princess Savannah. I tried to um, talk about her, but then I jumped back to Riley. So we going we gonna get her her own segment, little Savannah. Savannah is my one year old. That is my little. Um, she is my hip baby. She is very much a mama's girl, um, and she is she is so cute oh my gosh she's a cute little baby in the world and she's one and i just treat her like the little the little tiniest little bitty baby ever but um we're gonna go back in time donovan we're gonna we're gonna go back Mm -hmm. way way back Mm -hmm. when we found out we were pregnant with savannah how did you feel about you know knowing that we were gonna be pregnant with a second baby i know you said the you know like god that's another mouth to feed or whatever then we found out it was a a (laughs) A girl. So, here's the thing. <laughs> if you actually go to our YouTube, this is a plug for our YouTube channel, by the way. Go to Traveling Young. Yes. Y'all both, subscribe both, to Traveling Young. Thank you. Both gender reveals are on our YouTube channel. Yes. And Savage Gender Reveal, <laughs> if you just watch that video, you can see the look all over my face. It was so disappointing. I thought for sure this second one would have been a boy. And I would have just been perfect. You know, I got a boy. I, I got a I got a girl, I got a boy. I would have been good. That's it. You know Listen. what I'm saying? I'm good now. I'm just, there's no more kids around here. That's it. <laughs> I'm I don't I'm not trying again because my luck is gonna be another girl. So no. So I, I was upset because I, I just knew it was a boy and I just knew it was gonna be the perfect family. You know, it's a perfect family now. Don't, don't get me wrong, I don't wanna say that. But I just wanted the boy girl. The boy and the girl. I wanted a boy and a girl. You know, because it's equal, you got a son, you got a daughter. I wanted that so bad. Yeah. So that's why I was more so upset. That it wasn't, and I was just gonna be in a house full of women. That's all I'm thinking about all the time. It's just I'm gonna be in a house full of women. <laughs> when they get older, it's just gonna be like I already got gray hair now. It's just gonna be worse. My whole head is gonna be gray. <laughs> dealing with y'all. You gonna have a whole head, uh, gray hair at uh, thirty, huh? Yeah. 
Listen, y'all, we had already, I had already knew the gender of Savannah because, <laughs> like he said, he was confident it was a boy. I was confident, even more confident that it was a boy. Like, I'm like, we, we were literally picking out boy names. I don't even know if we had a girl name picked out because so I was so confident that Savannah was a boy. Like, yes, I got my boy, da, da, da. Man, the doctor sent me the information, and it said sex of the child, female. And I was like, oh, my God. So you knew already. Yeah, I was the first person that knew because they sent me the information yeah. or whatever. So I called, after they sent that, an hour later, they had um, called, and they were like, yeah, it's a girl. I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> I really wanted See, a boy. So you really but, wanted a boy, too. Okay. Yeah, I thought Riley was a boy. I, I really want my boy. I wanted my boy. Um, but I found out Savannah was a, a little girl. So the first thing, f- first thing I did was call Donovan's grandmother. We had this whole plan together. She was supposed to call Donovan, have him come over to her house or whatever. I was going to go to the party city, get the balloons to say it was a girl or whatever. So that was the plan, right? So I leave, I take Riley with me. I think I took Riley with me into the party store. I'm like, just give me anything pink. Give me something to say it's a girl. And <laughs> um, I'm going to go to <laughs> um, Donovan's grandma's house. Before I even walked out the door of our apartment, here he come walking in the door for lunch. I'm like, God, he just messed up the whole plan. And while he walking in the door, his grandmother was calling him you know executing the plan and he was already in the house so i like left riley and i'm like i left riley with him and i'm like okay i'm gonna go to the store by myself come back with the balloons or whatever came back with the balloons i was excited about it and i came in the house i'm like okay you want to see the gender of the baby and i walked around that corner and his face literally told a whole story of how he felt like his face just immediately like dropped to the floor. He was like yeah, another that's, girl. That's what I said. If you go to that video, you'll see it all in my face. Like, but no, before the the gender reveal on, we knew the sex of the baby before that gender yeah, reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, we just did it off of YouTube. We yeah, knew. we already knew the gender. Everybody knew the gender except our our friends did not know the gender. But his that, immediate family knew the gender. Of right, the baby. and that's why we did the gender reveal on YouTube so everybody, know, everybody can, can see it. Yeah. But we knew that it was a girl, and I was—I mean, I was happy. Well, for savvy, we didn't know for Riley. Yeah, Riley, my mom was playing tricks with us. Oh yeah, Riley was a complete surprise. Her gender, um, I don't know. Your mama kind of gave it away at at some points, uh, with Riley that it was a girl. But we're not gonna jump into that. Um, but once we found out she was a girl, then all my like health issues kind of started. So at, what was that, like 22 weeks or almost 30? No, I think it was like 22, 24 weeks or something. My water broke. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, my water broke. And I, I got really scared. Yeah, me too. Um, I was at work, and I started having contractions. And I'm like, okay, these may be Braxton Hicks or whatever. Went to the bathroom, and I had like water kind of like leaking out kind of like what when i was going into labor with riley um i kind of had like water leaking out or whatever and um 
I told my manager, and she was like, okay, just go home for the day. Let me know what's going on. I got home. I made me something to eat. As soon as I sat down, my water broke. And I didn't know what to do because with Riley, my water did, my water never broke. Um, but I knew for sure that it was way too early for my water to be breaking. And I got scared immediately. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm, like, I just started immediately like panicking. So I called his mom. And his mom was like, you need to go to the hospital now. And as soon as I got on the phone with his mom, I think I started panicking more. And then my contractions started coming, like, rapidly. And um, I called Donovan, or somebody called Donovan, and he was, like, rushing home. So when you got that call, how did you feel, uh, like, uh, like what was going on? Like, what were you just even my, doing? Just my heart dropped. You know, you automatically think the worst, you know, at that point in I was thinking the worst. You know, I gotta stop doing that. But I was thinking the worst, so I'm panicking and trying to rush. And you gotta keep in mind, this is all during like you were at work. COVID. No, but this is during COVID too. So, oh yeah, you know it what was. I'm saying? It, it it wasn't like I can be in there with you. I remember I had to drop you off and yeah. sit in the car. Yeah, because I couldn't go in the hospital with you. Yeah, unless they were keeping you, then I think they would they would let me stay in the room or something like. I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I remember then when I had to take you to emergency. Because we went to uh, Henry Ford. Henry Ford, West Bloomfield, and I had to sit out there in the car. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep. And then they were, like, evaluating me and everything. And they confirmed, like, my water definitely broke. Um, and then they trans- They wanted to transfer me to a, a different hospital downtown Detroit um, that specialized in NICU babies, just in case um, Savannah decided she wanted to, you know, make her arrival. She would have to be in the NICU until she was big enough to big enough and strong enough and, and obviously more developed to come home um, with us. And that really scared me when they, you know, confirmed that my water broke and I had to go to a whole new another hospital and everything. And Donovan still could not come with me. Like I had to go by ambulance to another hospital I had to pack up my own stuff and bring all my own stuff with me even though you know the EMTs they were really nice and I was like loopy it better have been nice expensive that bill was yeah and and that's oh that's an that's another thing y'all need to check out with y'all insurance when y'all have kids to make sure every single um I is dotted and T is crossed because baby that's a whole nother story but um they transferred me to the hospital, to the other hospital. I had to stay at the other hospital by myself for how many days was I in the hospital? Was it like two days or yeah, three days? It wasn't that long. Yeah. I think it was like two days. And I, I know I was scared the entire time I was there because I had to be there by myself. Um, Donovan was at work. Like, he, you know, he just went to work because he couldn't come in. Um, so the next day I was there, they told me that I can have like one visitor but they can only stay like 15 minutes I wasn't about to call Donovan to come so I called my sister she sat up there with me and you know the doctors talked to her let her know like the baby was okay and everything I um was released from the hospital on very very strict (laughs) rules um I was not able to do anything at all like I they took me off of work. They put me on bed rest, like, with very, very strict rules. Like, I, I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't do anything. All all they wanted me to do was to sit down. Now, everybody that knows me knows I cannot just sit down. 
So every time Donovan would come home from work, I was up and I was doing something. And he would, like, literally get mad. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you lifting this? Like, what are you doing? I remember that. Yeah. And then his mom would call, like, sit down. Like, what are you doing? Because you're already a busybody and you just could not be still for anything. Yeah. And then I just felt like if I sat down, like, I was at home by myself all day or with Riley all day I couldn't drive anymore like they wouldn't let me drive anymore so I was just at home it's like how many shows like how many tv shows can I watch before I get bored to death like I was just bored and I just really wanted to just get up and do something but um I went to the doctor. I had to go to the to the doctor every two weeks, and then um, it started to be every week, and then it started to be every other day because I had to start getting um, NST exams and what well, the non stress test, and they had to make sure that Savannah's heart rate was up and elevated. They had to make sure she was um, developing properly. They had to make sure that you know um, they had to keep checking me. I had to do um had to get ultrasounds all the time you remember when i I would get the get ultrasounds done and then they would like keep me in the hospital Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was so annoying like i would call him like i would just like go to the doctor for like a regular doctor's appointment they would send me up to the ultrasound tech room i would get the ultrasound they would send me down to have a non-stress test the non-stress test didn't come back the way they wanted it to and they admitted me to the hospital immediately and I would call Donovan, like, Donovan, they admitted me to the hospital, so um, I'm here. You know, if you want to know what's going on, i call you or whatever. But um, after that, my doctor said um, at 37 weeks he had to take the baby because I had just enough water. I believe I had just enough water for her to survive which is um very very odd because he was saying is is strange because when your water breaks in normally like your bag fully breaks like boom like it's broken mine was like punctured i guess it's the way he explained it to me so she had just enough water in there to survive until 37 weeks thank god um she had just enough water to survive until 37 weeks. At 37 weeks, um, it was time for me to have a C-section. And um, when he told me the date of my C-section, it was funny because it was my birthday. So he was like, okay, we're taking a baby January 29th, and that's it. Like, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, I remember that. You were so mad. I was mad, but then I, like... I had keep in mind, that's her birthday, by the way. yeah. I'm like, dang, I'm about to have a baby on my birthday. And I was kind of excited about it. And then everybody was like, why are you so excited about having a bir- a, a baby on your birthday? Like, that's it for your birthday. Like, right. <laughs> that's all I was trying to tell you. You were so happy. I'm like, you realize, like, when it's her first birthday, you don't have a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> this is Savannah's first birthday. <laughs> and then your I'm birthday like, doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, like, my 30th birthday is coming up. And that's her, like, second birthday. That would have been, like, her second birthday. Yeah. Like, nobody even second, cared. Well, second birthday ain't that big of a deal. Well, <laughs> to me, it ain't, but I don't know. You probably would have got your 30th, but that was it. Yeah. You wouldn't have saw another one until you turned 40 <laughs> or 50. But, yeah, um, we, she ended up coming January 15th because um, I couldn't hold off until January 29th. 
Um, my doctor just did not feel safe holding her off that long. Um, so she was in the safe zone. She was she she was safe. She was healthy and everything. So the, the, my doctor was just like, okay, we're just going to take her on the 15th. So you might as well pack up your bags. You might as well, you know, don't plan nothing for the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, because you're going to be here with me, whatever. So when we had to have the second C-section, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were a pro? Yeah, I felt like I already knew what was happening. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Me personally, I like the way Boma. I did it better than Henry Ford. Really? Yeah, cause that operating room in Henry Ford, it was like all metal walls. And yeah, it just felt like yeah, we it was felt like, like jail. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was freezing it in was there. Cold. Yeah, it was freezing in there, and then it took um, a long time for me to come in there too. It did. It didn't take that long at Beaumont. It did take a well at Beaumont. It was emergency, so I that's guess true. they had to move a little bit faster. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, this one was a planned C-section. But yeah, it just took forever. I'm like, okay, like I could have stayed in the waiting in room. In the bed. I could have stayed in the bed. Yeah, because we did have to get there so early. We was there like 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And she didn't get into the world until 12, like yeah. 08 or something. Yeah, 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 PM. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I was so mad. But um, we got to the operating room and I started having a panic attack, like an immediate panic attack yeah i remember them telling me that like, when they put the you, epidural you to come, in. calm her down come <laughs> calm her down she's she's overreacting they they put they, they gave me the epidural and they laid me back immediately like they gave it to me like boom give it to her and laid, laid me down immediately so i felt like all the medicine was like rushing up to my heart and I just started panicking because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like all of my airways were like shutting down and I started shaking uncontrollably and I didn't know. And then I was, I was freezing cold and Donovan was not in the room. And I kept saying like, can y'all bring him in here? Like, can I see Donovan? Like, please bring him in here. So they, they finally brought him in there and the the nurse was like, you have to, like, it was a black nurse too. And she was like, I think she was getting really irritated with me because I was like squeezing her hand and everything. And she was like, you have to calm down. Like, we cannot, you know, start this procedure unless you calm down. Yeah, you and um, hospital nurses don't don't get along that well. <laughs> Why? She was the only one I got into it with. Well, no. No. Providence. That's all I'm saying. Leave it at that. Oh, Providence. We're just going to leave it at that. No, but when I had Riley, too, remember I I told the nurse not to come back in the room. She was annoying, though. But she was a nice nurse, but she was annoying. Yeah, I told her not to come back in the room because every time she would come in the room, I would have a contraction. So it was her fault I was having contractions. Um, But anyway, I started having a panic attack. Donovan came in. He calmed me down. And then all I heard was, like, and then I heard her cry. And I don't remember if they told you, did they tell you, like, okay, she's out. Like, it was just so fast. I just felt like it was really fast. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 I got a picture actually in my phone. When they, when Savvy, as soon as Savvy came out, you know, the doctor holding her up. Yeah. Was like, hey, here she is. And, you know, they had to go wipe her down and everything. I don't think they let me cut the umbilical cord. No, because of her legs. Yeah. Yeah, her legs was like standing straight up. Yeah, you want to tell them about the legs? I mean, that's all it was. They was they was like So the way that Savannah grew in my womb she first came of all, she was she was breached. Upside down or something. She was breached. So she was 
how babies come out normally is, you know, head first. She came out feet first, and that's how she grew. Um, but she grew with her legs, like, folded into her face. Like, she was, like, a folding chair. Like, yeah. her legs were in her, her face. Her legs, that scared the mess out of me. I thought yeah. her legs were broken when I, because the doctor folded them down like normal. Yeah. They were boom, right, right back up. They right popped back up. right back up. It's like, literally, her toe could touch her eye. That's how, <laughs> yeah, that's how, literally. That's how her, her, her legs were. And that's how she was in the womb for nine months, like, with her legs and her face like that. So when she got out of my stomach, she didn't realize, like, you can put your legs down now, like, stretch out and everything. Um, so that scared us, like, really bad. And I was still, like, crazy from them giving me that epidural. So... Um, I was still having like a slight panic attack and then I could hear her and crying. I could hear, yeah, I could hear her crying. She ain't stopped crying since we brought her home to this day. <laughs> um, I could hear her crying and then I heard, they were, just, they kept screaming out stuff and I heard them say her, her uh, time of birth and I heard them say her weight um, and then I heard her them say something about her legs. But once they started talking about her legs, I kind of like zoned out. Like I just felt like I just like went to another planet. So I kept screaming like, what? What are they saying? Like, what are y'all saying? And Donovan was like, relax. Like they're talking to me. But it felt like I don't I really don't know what it felt like. But I just know I was very, very scared. So like, do you remember what they was were telling you about her legs and stuff? I just remember, you know, they wouldn't stay down, and I can't really remember either. I just remember they wouldn't stay down, and I don't know why I can't forget. This is only like last year, and yeah, I I can't really remember. Yeah, I don't remember what, what exactly what they said. I just remember we had to go back. They end up going back. ultimately staying down. You know, once we yeah, went back in the room. Yeah, before we left, yeah. Yeah, once we went, even when we went, that same day, they ended up coming down. Yeah, her leg, like, she had, her her legs were, like, yeah. fine yeah. a couple hours later. Yeah, yeah, they didn't stay like that. Once like, they the swaddled day. her, she was okay. Yeah. Um, But they were really worried about her legs because. You can still talk. Um, <laughs> Sorry. They were worried about her legs and um they kept telling us like she can't leave the hospital until like we have this 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 doctor this doctor this doctor this doctor this specialist that person over here come in and look at her legs make sure her hips are intact and make sure all her bones are fine and everything and i was just like really scared i was really worried and at that point once they gave her to me like she was she was okay like she was fine like she was just like taking her you know they, she was breastfeeding she was sleeping she was doing all the things but i was nervous because they kept coming in asking about her legs like we got to check her legs we have to check her hips we got to make sure that everything's going okay so and everything was going okay so that was the good thing about it yeah everything you know ended up being normal everything was fine um every six months she still until this day they told me until she's four years old she still has to go and have her hips checked out to make sure everything is okay so I just was like, okay, everything till this day, she's fine. Her hips are fine. She can walk. She can run. She can do everything like a normal child. Jump. Everything's fine. Um, but that part really scared us. But bringing her home and having Riley meet her, I have the video in my phone yeah, when they was, first met. I was so excited for that to happen. Yeah. 
that that was the best that was the best yeah um, i remember i remember that day i was i was so excited for riley to see so, and it was a snowstorm remember mm, no was it, it a snowstorm snow that day or we, the we day you ran out of gas on the way oh home. my god yes Yes, y'all, we almost ran out of gas. and Y'all we, know I like to cut it close, but yes. yeah, I, I cut it too close that day. <laughs> yes, we were on the way home from West Bloomfield all the way to South, to, yeah, Southfield. Yeah, cause we, I, hadn't, yeah, we hadn't moved to West Bloomfield yet. So, yeah. Yeah, and we were coming back out to my grandma's house. We were staying at my grandma's house. No, no, no we were going home to Monticello. Yeah, to we, our st- we stayed at Monticello then. Yeah, so we were going back to Monticello from West Bloomfield and... If you know about Henry Ford, West Bloomfield, it's not too many gas stations over there. It's yeah. only that one shell right there. On the corner. On 14 Mile. And we were trying to, like, at the time, I didn't know that area like that. So I'm like, where? I know it's a gas station. It's yeah. a shell somewhere. And, like, oh, it was cutting it close. I was trying to find that shell. And then I'm I'm in the car in pain. I just had a C-section. And here he go going because the gas station is, like, up a kind of like a little yeah, it's uphill. Hill, from yeah. The, from the street. So he has to, like, get uphill. And I'm, like, screaming because, like, I can feel, every, like, my stomach feels like it's about to be ripped open. Well, I mean, it's, it's not too much I could do. It was January in Michigan. It was potholes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it was but what it was. That was, like, the worst. But then we and we got through that. We brought her home. And Riley's reaction was, like, something crazy. Like, she was like, baby. Like, oh, baby. And Donovan kept saying, like, that's your sister. Like, that's your sister. And Riley was, like, really scared to touch her. Um, but now she, they, their bond is, like, one of a kind. Like, they love each other. They do everything together. They play together. They, like, color together. They do every single thing together. And I love it. Their bond is, like, so unbreakable. And I was, like, really worried, like, how Riley was going to react to because she was just on her own for so long. Yeah. Well, it was only, what, two years maybe? Yeah. And But still, she just was, like, you know, doing her own thing. She was doing her own she thing. She had her own room, all her thousands of toys. Yep. You know, and it just... To bring another another person in for her to play with. You know, especially now, like, I couldn't picture her. I don't know how she would have been by herself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She probably would have still been playing because she played by herself without Savvy sometimes. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I'm I'm happy they have each other. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Because when they're two together and they playing and, like, they playing and not hitting fighting each other. Because that'll happen, too. Yeah, they, have, they fight a lot sometimes. I love to see them playing together. And because then- I didn't really, you know, me and my brother... It's not as close as Savvy and Riley in age. Yeah, they. You know, me and my eight brother, we eight apart. years apart. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, when I was trying to play, we was wrestling and he couldn't hang. So I used to always hurt him. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have nobody like my around my age yeah. to, to do all that with. So I'm happy that they have each other to do that with. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like since you know. He, Donovan's a girl dad and I feel like he's gotten more emotional lately like he's more he's a lot more sensitive lately because like (laughs) here you go you are because he'll literally like start getting emotional over the smallest things like with her throwing up in the toilet I wasn't like oh my god I wasn't getting emotional she's getting so big it just was I was starting to see like she really is starting to do things on her own and I was happy to see that you know, I don't want to go clean up her throw up. Let her clean up her own throw up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't crying about that. I was happy she could clean up her own throw but up. But you do be crying about stuff with them. 
Well, not you do really. be getting emotional. Not really. Yeah, you do. Really and then, don't. like, um, people have asked me, did you cry while I was giving birth? Like, no. when you met your kids, like, no. did you cry? I did. I didn't. I knew I wasn't going to cry. I don't know why everybody, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. I did. When I, I, I when I seen both of them, I boo-hoo like a baby when I seen both of them. See, here's the thing. I don't cry over happy stuff. I've never cried on, over anything happy. You don't just get, like, happy tears? No. It's only sad tears. Mm. Now, I have gotten emotional, like, off of movies and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <sad>. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll cry off a movie in a minute, but that's different. You know, it had to be something sad. You know, I don't cry with anything happy. Like I've never Titanic. cried on anything happy. I've cried on Titanic before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm really into it, even though I've seen it a million times. It's only a select movies out that'll make me cry. Yeah, but like when we took him to Disney World, I didn't like cry. I got emotional. I did get emotional. All right, okay, that probably was the closest I got to crying. We went to Disney World, and, I, and they can see like, oh, we are because they were here. Yeah, they they used to look at at YouTube videos of Disney all the time, so it just was like I was so excited for them to actually see the real thing. And when they saw the real thing, that did make me emotional. Like, oh, they they actually know that we're here. We're a Disney family, so it just it did um, get very emotional, like for me, because when 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 we went to the fireworks, and like Riley was like glued in, like she didn't want anybody to touch her, say anything to her, like none of that. Yeah, she was singing she was the songs glued. and everything. Yeah, and then like to see like Savvy, she's only one, and for her to recite all of the words to like the fireworks show is like. Is crazy to see. Like she's one, and she can talk and and repeat stuff, and she, you know she can remember like songs and stuff. At one is crazy, so that kind of like got me emotional. But I feel like you are more emotional than than anybody um, that I've met because no. no, I feel like you be crying over nothing. That's false. I know somebody that's way more emotional than everybody. <laughs> who's who's emotional? <laughs> My grandma is emotional more than anybody I know. But she's a female. You're a male. Okay, well. Your, your grandma do cry. She's a crier. I can't think of any males. I'm not that emotional. Like I said, if it's Simon something cried sad, when his baby was born. I mean, well, that's that's Simon though. Just I'm not I'm not emotional. I won't cry over anything happy. Like I said, Disney was the closest thing I got to. To crying. I wasn't even close to crying. I just felt it like, like. Like a frog. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I was shedding tears. But all right, y'all. That's our our story on little Savannah, how she got here, um our whole journey with her. So when we come up, uh when we come back, I got a, a little Q&A for um DJ Don and we're going to wrap the show up. So thank y'all so much for listening to uh Tire as a Mother. We will be right back. What's up, what's up? What up, though, what up, though, what up, though? You know what's up. This is the Big and Little Show, and I'm big. And I'm little, and you can check us out, you know what I'm saying, every Saturday, 4 p.m., you know what I'm saying? Jungle yeah, Juice yeah. Radio, you can listen to us all on Spotify, YouTube. Check us out, y'all. Where big and Little Show. Podcast. Yes, sir. DJ Magic Don Juan. Check us out, y'all. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the <laughs> to Tire as a Mother all right, so I got some questions for you, uh, Mr. DJ Don, from okay. a few um, listeners. 
Um, some of them I definitely want to know myself. Okay. So we're just gonna jump into these questions. I hope your your uh, listeners are nice to me. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty nice. Um, okay, so the first question is how uh when when my body started to change during and after pregnancy, um, how did you feel about that? Like, um, how did you handle like my seeing my body change from like pregnancy to like now i really wasn't nothing negative or anything it just it was funny to see you wobbling around here with a belly because yeah. how little you are with a big old belly and your belly was big with both of them you know you was huge yeah <laughs> yes i was yeah so I, it did nothing you know bother me or anything about it because it ain't like you was like that for real it was just it is what it is you're pregnant and you know once once oh no, i had to sneeze once uh <laughs> Once uh you know you you had the babies and all you were good you know you went right back to to what you were. Well, not necessarily like with savvy because I still be telling you like every day, like oh, well, of course my stomach. Of course you gonna see the difference, you know. You, like, do you think I'm heavier now yeah. than I was before? Like yeah. when we first start. Yeah, you bigger. Oh. I mean, you want me to lock to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you are bigger. <laughs> But you're getting older, though. I'm bigger than what I used to be. Yeah. It's come with the age. Okay, so... you're about to hit 30, so you're just going to get bigger. Ooh, ooh. Mm -mm. All right, we're going to tread lightly. (laughs) We're going to tread lightly here. So, like, none of the body changes. None of my, like, my body image and me complaining about, like, my body. Like, that doesn't really, like, phase you at all. No, no, no. So, you still love me even though I'm a big mama? You're not a big mama, big mama, but... You better drop some pounds or <laughs> you're gonna be big, out the door. Big out of here. <laughs> he always say if I gain like if I become like too big, like he don't really like big, like larger women. So if I become like a larger woman, he's gonna be out the door. What Can't be of? two big people in a relationship. That don't work. <laughs> All right. Um, so like, you know, having we have two kids or whatever. So our next question. I think this kinda like correlates to one question but um how do you handle like the sleepless nights well they're not really well yeah we have we still have sleepless nights yeah yeah so how do you handle it's hard to handle it's hard to handle i'm i'm angry i'm gonna let me just so everybody knows i'm a different person at night Mm -hmm. if if i if if i get disturbed in the middle of the night i am a different person you don't want to meet that person i'm very angry and mean when you wake me up Unless I'm expecting to get up, because then I know I got to get up. But if I'm, if I know I have to get up to go to work in the morning, and you woke me up, you I got horns on my. I got horns. Yeah, there you go. Beauty and the Beast. I'm the Beast at night. Yeah, you woke up the Beast. Yeah. So I don't. I need to find a, a better way of dealing with it, because I don't just get mad at you. I get mad at them. You know, especially if they crying in the middle of the night. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, whatever, I go back to sleep and just let them cry until they go back to sleep. Because they'll eventually go back to sleep, too. Now, if they crying and not going back to sleep and I got to get up, <laughs> then I'm angry. Because then I'm going in that room and they know I'm angry. Because that happens to Savvy a lot. She'll she'll be up <laughs> and I got to get up and go in there. And when I go in there and tell her, you need to lay down and go to sleep. You know, she be, okay, dad, dad. And she lay down because she know I ain't playing. That's a whole different dad right now. You didn't woke dad up. You didn't woke the beast up. Dad that beast. Yeah, you'd be crazy at night. All right, so how do you handle, you know, having multiple children? And um, like I was saying, 
uh, I guess in one of my previous shows, um, I was having a hard time um, figuring out how to share my love between two kids, between both of our kids, so that, you know, one doesn't feel like one is loved over, more loved over the other one. So how do you handle that? Uh, well, I think I handle it a lot better than what you handle it with. Because you, well, how do I handle it? I feel like you just, you just automatically go to Savvy. You and Savvy is like. Because she's like the baby. Yeah, like I like I was that. saying, like but Riley's more independent. She is, but you gotta remember Riley's just three years old. She's still a baby too. Yeah. You know, she she does all this this, you know, independent stuff, but she's still she's still a baby. But she don't so she I, she would come she comes to you more than she comes to me. She don't really come to me unless she getting in trouble and she want me to get her out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really you know, ain't no favoritism or anything like that, but I don't show favoritism. I feel like you do with Savvy. That's mean. I do. I feel like you do with Savvy. <laughs> Savvy is the baby. Savvy gets away with everything. <laughs> I don't play with me and Savvy. <laughs> so you show favoritism too, because I show favoritism to Riley. You're right. It's not right. <laughs> That's because you do it to Savvy. No. So I give Riley the attention because she's not getting it from you. But I do give Riley a- attention. No, I'm not saying like, you don't, don't give her attention at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you give Savvy more attention than you give Riley because she's the baby. She requires more attention. But Riley's a baby too. Though. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you making me look like I'm I, like a mom that don't care about both. No, our kids. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You care about both of them. You 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 care about both of them. But like you said, you give Savvy more attention because you you say she's the baby. She does a, a require a little bit more attention than Riley. Yeah, Riley can she freely does. do things, but you know, Riley, I can see it sometimes in her face, like. What about me? You know what I mean? So that's Well, when, she that's, says that now. Yeah. Like, what about me? Yeah, that's when I, like, okay, come on. I, <laughs> you know. Now, some stuff, it depends. Some stuff, like with Savvy, I can play with her a little bit more than I can play with Riley because Riley's too heavy. <laughs> so I can throw Savvy up and do all this and play with her and do all that because she's light still. Mm-hmm. You know, Riley gets looking at me like, what about me? What about me? And like, all right, well, we can't do this no more, Savvy, because you know, I can't do this to with your sister. She's going to wear me out. Yeah. You know, so it's it depends what we doing. So I do show favoritism. It depends what we doing. Okay. So, like, because so, some stuff I'd be like, all right, Riley, come on. Me and Riley can do this. And some stuff me and Savvy can do this and Riley can't. Yeah. So I guess it equals out. I guess so. All right. So somebody asks about our communication skills. Do we have effective communication skills at all time? Like, how do we communicate with each other? Um and uh, <laughs> I feel like lately our communication, I'm not even going to lie, our communication skills have not been the best. We have between been each like, other? Yeah, between each other. Um, I feel like they haven't been <laughs> the best lately. Um, it was been like, real, I think September was probably the worst month for us um, between communication skills and like a few other things but we have a lot on our plate like riley's going to school we're planning a wedding um you know we have our podcast we have a lot going on we got our kids so uh, september was just a bad month for us and um I I just think that we we have not been communicating effectively lately. You. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, I think uh I think we we I don't know. 
I don't know. I I feel like yeah, you're right. It needs to be better. It definitely needs to be better, and that's something I feel like we both <clears throat> you need to work on. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. We're not going to shift the blame. <laughs> We're not going to get ourselves out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, that's something we both need to work on, communication. Yeah, and how do you think we can effectively, like, communicate without, you know... we got to um, hear each other out. Without the kids, like, kind of looking at us, like... Because well, we, don't, we don't like to argue or anything in front of the kids. Yeah, like, no, we don't, no, no. we don't. And do they that. don't like hearing it, because when, when we do argue in front of them, they... They both. Yeah, they be like, uh-uh. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop yeah. fighting. Yeah. You know, they don't want to hear it, so I don't like to do it in front of them either. Yeah. But, you know, we just got to listen to each other and get both. Mm, I can't really. Everybody has to hear. Like, yeah. both parties have right. to hear each other. You have to feel what I'm saying, and I got to feel what you're saying. Yeah. Pretty and much. then, like, you have to be able to. That's what I have, think we both have you, to work on. Yeah. Like, both parties have to be willing to understand and um be able to move forward like me personally i like to like talk like you know if if we're arguing like you like to talk and not listen <coughs> that's, that's not what true you like to, that's what you like to do no that's not true but we're not gonna like dig down deep into this because that could be a whole nother show but my my love language is communication. If we have a, a problem going on, I, I would like to talk about the situation right then and there. He likes to, like, walk away and calm down and, yeah. like, do his own thing. I like to Where I don't understand it. that. Like, See, I need dep- to talk about it now. Depending on the situation, I like, to, if it's something where it's, like, crazy, I need to be by myself for a few. And I need to get my own self together before I can try to communicate to you. That's what you fail to realize sometimes, though. Because it could be something where, you know, I'm trying to get my own self together and relax. And I can't do that with you coming in and, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? What about that? Because you just adding on. All right, picture this like like a hole. You know, picture it's like a hole. I'm in the hole right now, okay? And you you feeling dirt in the hole. I'm trying to climb out the hole and you steady putting dirt in the hole. Because I'm, I'm constantly asking him, like, well, what did I do wrong? Like, how can we fix but it? But sometimes I need to get out the hole first and get on, on but flat it's, land. But it takes you too long to get on but flat you have land. To let it takes me too get, long. You have to let me get on flat land so we can have that conversation. My grandmother always told me, never go to bed upset. Never go to bed mad at your spouse because you never know what could happen the next day and you never want, you know, something to happen to your spouse or to you. And they leave this earth and there's something that you you just couldn't, you know, you couldn't tell them or you couldn't resolve. And if it's something so stupid, you're going to feel like crazy because you couldn't couldn't effectively communicate. And if it's going to take you too long to get out of this hole, then I'm like i told y'all i'm an overthinker and i overthink everything so if it takes him too long to like come back around and get himself together then i think that we're gonna go to bed and then i tell him all all the time like you never know what can happen you know you could be at work and anything can happen and i'm not able to get off my chest how i feel and like I don't like one-way conversations either. Like, he's just talking and not listening to anything that I'm saying, or I'm talking, he's not listening to anything that I say. I like to, you know, both parties have to hear each other out. We both have to understand, and then we both have to be willing to move forward so that the issue doesn't um, occur another time, right? I agree. Okay. 
So we we really need to work on that. But like I said, September was just a very, very bad month for us. Um, um but it's October now, so we're uh trying to move forward and you know, do our thing. And you know, not even just with us. I feel like with now with like I can see this with our friend group. It's like, all right, we're getting to that point where we're really adulthood is really hitting us hard Mm -hmm. you know what i mean not just us like i said our friend group you know we got other friends that's all our friends are parents now yeah and they all going through stuff you know what i mean so it's just like yeah you know it's good to let me say that it's good to have family yeah it's good to have family many of your friends now just family family not even with even with your friends just good to have family somebody you can lean on for support and stuff like that you know what i mean that's a good thing to have because this adulthood ain't no joke yeah but even with our friends like we you know everybody's going through something and you know at 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 some point we'll talk about it you know um you know with each other because our friend group i feel like they we, really lift us up like we I lift like each we other all, up we all talk about that after we get through it yeah we got to get through it first like our friend came over yesterday and i had like text him like thanks for coming over you know we've been you know going through some things or whatever so you know it was good for us to for you for us to you know see a face and for us to smile or whatever and he just was like yeah you know y'all will get through it and i'm like yep we're going to get through it. Like, it's, like, small stuff that I just need to hear to keep me going. Yeah. And, like, you know, you need your friends. Like, you need a a, a, a group of friends or, or family to, like, lift you up. You know, because, like, being a, a, an adult and, and a parent at that is hard. I keep saying this every show. Being a parent, it, it does not come with a handbook, and it's hard. So, you got to have people to lean on and talk to. So... Just keep that in mind. All right, so we got a few more questions, and then we're going to be wrap this up. All right? All right, so how do you handle uh, having me time, like having time to yourself, and then how do you, you know, um, <laughs> how do you like when I, t- do you feel like I take enough time for myself as the mom? But well, we're going to, you know, start with you first. Like, how do you handle me time? So, I mean, I just don't take advantage of me time when you when you can get it, you know, because you can't always get me time. I don't. My me time is honestly my me time is probably at work. That's, really? That's, that's yeah, because you got to think about it. When I when I get off of work, where am I going? Yeah, but like you're a, you're a supervisor, so like you have like. People I mean, I have you have to like a true, supervise. True, but I have I have downtime too. It's, I'm not just always. You know, the majority of my day is work, especially in the morning. But, you know, sometimes I get 20, 30 minutes to just, you know, relax. I can close the door and, and just do your own thing. I'm by myself and, you know, I can just relax for a minute. Yeah. You know, I get time to myself. And, you know, I feel like I get that most at work than I do at home because it's like you come home and it's time to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, only time I get to take that pause is at work. You know, and well, sometimes because, like you said, I'm a supervisor, so I got to be a parent at work sometimes too. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's different than actually being a parent. But then you have to you have to be a parent to the adults at your job. Yeah. Um. Okay. And do you think that me as a mom, I, I get like 
like me time or like you know time from like myself or like a break i don't think you get as much as i do because you know like i said i i get mine at work you don't you know you don't work as much as i work i work way more hours than you work yeah so you be with the girls a lot more than i do so you don't you your me time is when they sleeping yeah you don't get that much me time and then if they don't sleep then it's like no me time yeah i feel like really the only time we really will get some me time is if we hopefully if we still do see the point trip. That'll be me time. That is like vacation is like me time. Me to me, me time is yeah, like being around our friends. I can st- I that, can even yeah. have like our kids there still, but like normally when our friends come over, they come over kind of late when you know it's around our kids' yeah, bedtime. When, when all the kids are asleep. Yeah, you know they'll their kids are sleeping, and you know we'll you know have our wine and talk and you know whatever. But like to me, my me time right now is like when I get in the shower. If I can get in the shower by myself without the girls like coming in the bathroom, or if I can use the bathroom by myself um that's my me time right now which is sad um because i don't get too much me time um or if i drop you know one off at school one off some at you know the babysitter's house my drive back home that's my me time because i get to i can sit with myself and my thoughts and everything but i I don't know I, i feel like i need more me time i really do I need a vacation. Honestly. This cruise can't come no faster. Yes. This cruise can't come no faster. If you guys do not know, we are going on a cruise soon. So. No soon. We still well, over, next year. Over a year. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Um, we're going on a cruise for our honeymoon. All right. So, one, um, two more questions. Do you think that men get hormonal? Like, do you, cause I do because y'all don't have like periods or whatever, but I feel like y'all kind of do have periods because y'all get kind of snappy sometimes and y'all get like in bad moods and don't want to be bothered and like crazy. I mean, everybody gets like that. Then if you want to say that, it's not necessarily just mm-hmm. men. No, I'm talking about the men. Do y'all get hormonal? I feel, well, I feel like you do. Well, not necessarily. I don't want to say that word. I'll say moody. Okay, yeah. I get moody sometimes. You yeah. get moody. Yeah, I get moody. Everybody gets moody. I feel moody. like men kind of go through their phases when they have on, their it, periods. It depends too. on. No, it just depends on my day. Because I can have a a bad day at work and that didn't mess my whole mood. I try not to do that, but that didn't mess my whole mood up. And Or you'll do something at home. As soon as I get in the house, I got to deal with you and you didn't mess my mood up. That'll happen all the time. Hmm. Hmm. But that's that's about it. I don't I don't really something has to make my mood change. I don't necessarily wake up and I have an attitude. That doesn't happen. Sometimes you do wake up in no, a shit some, mood. Sometimes I just wake up and you know something irritates me and that's why. I'm, or you woke me up or something. Like like I said, it has to be something to make me get moody. I don't just be moody. Something has to make me that way. Okay. Unlike you, you just be moody for no reason. I get I get moody faster because I'm tired and I'm frustrated and then when my sleep is probably probably broken in at night and so like any little thing will set me off because I'm tired. So somebody can wake up in the morning and say boo and like that's the end of my day. I'm over it. I'm done for the day. Like 
just nobody say nothing to me. But I feel like men sometimes they they get like that too. Like when they have their phases, when they just don't want to be bothered, nobody talk to them, touch them. You know, that's just my opinion. I feel like men get hormonal. I won't. I'm not. I'm gonna stop saying hormonal. They get moody, yeah, like you movie. said. I feel like that. I don't know. Y'all let me know if y'all husbands or spouses um, get moody. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. And then, like, how do you handle, like, your mood your mood swings? Um, Like I said, it's just being by myself. If I can be by myself and really kind of, like, doing stuff that I love to do. So, like, I can be moody. And if it's a podcast day, you know, we're going to do our show. I come back in a very good mood, you know what I'm saying? Because if it if it went right, I mean the they all pretty much go right except for that last episode. They all pretty much go right, you know. So I, I come back in a good mood, and you having fun, you with your your, your crew, and mm-hmm. it's just I, I'm in a good mood. Or not even just doing that, just hanging out in general with my friends or something like that, or you know something like that can change my mood like in a heartbeat. So if I had an attitude and all our friends just pop up at our house, I'll probably more than likely change. Yeah. You know, the, the mood will change. Well, what about hanging out with me? Your mood don't change. I see you every day. You Sometimes I need to get me? away from you. Sometimes. We need to. We need Listen, space I moved apart. away from you for two whole years. We need space apart sometime, though. You want me to move away again? I didn't say you need to move away. <laughs> no. I just said sometimes we, we need space because we're always up under each other, and then you just happen to bump heads all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll make a good relationship with space. Yeah. You know? Everybody needs their space. I get that because a lot of times I need my space. The girls need their space because they will, like, literally, like, walk away from us sometimes. Like, Riley will go in her room and do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Savvy like will do that sometimes, too. Yeah, like, we all just be sick of each other sometimes because we are always under each other. Right. All right, last question is who spoils the kids more and who's the disciplinarian? You spoil them the most yes they are spoiled rotten by me like yeah. no rules apply to them and i me. and i'm definitely the enforcement in the house yes because they don't listen to nothing you say no and then i i get like frustrated sometimes like when i'm dead serious and when i'm asking them to do something i'm dead serious and i mean what i say and like they like oh riley will laugh at you riley starts laughing yeah and then that pisses me off like yeah, riley, riley that literally much. puts fire to my head like but i it's like he tells me all the time like you need to discipline her like you need to mean what you say mm-hmm. but it's like I, like how like when i say something i mean it and that's it like i'm not playing and it's Put not a game out. you gotta do something you gotta do something about it you don't do anything about it that's the thing with her so they know they can get away with it with you because like when you I discipline them I they come to me like, yeah oh. i don't play around I'll, I'll i'll go put her in time out in a heartbeat you yeah. know you go sit and face that wall until i say so everybody say oh give them the minute for the age or whatever you're three minutes because she's three years old to you sit there for 20 30 minutes an hour and i tell you to no i don't do that for real but I don't, I don't, I don't. That's a long time. Yeah, no, I don't. She ain't gonna stay there that long. Her but, attention's been not yeah, that long. <laughs> yeah, but she, she, they both know that I mean business. You know, I also I play with them, so they don't, you know, always they don't fear me or anything. You know, I don't want them to fear me. Yeah. But I want yeah. them to know when we mean business, we mean business. Like yeah. it's not, you know. Like today, I took them to the store, and they literally, like, I'm talking to like the lady, and they literally 
took off in the store. Like I mean, like, like no, DSW, no with me. they took off in the store, and like, r- thank God it wasn't like it was two people in the store, and they were literally running around the store. It was DSW. They were running around the store, and that's like a warehouse. It was pretty big, and I couldn't see them, and then. I found Riley and I couldn't find Savannah, so I automatically went into panic mode. So I just started yelling at them in the middle of the store once I found them. And like one of the moms were like, Well, thank you. You know, you're disciplining them. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't mean to do that in the store, but you know, they could get lost. It's crazy, pe- crazy yeah, people yeah, out here. Yeah. And so I just automatically got scared because they were just like running around doing their own thing. And they were having a good time. Like they were really having fun. But I got pissed off because yeah, I couldn't see it. They don't know. You yeah. Know, they don't know. And that's that's where we come in in the play. And we have to tell them, what, you know, that's, that's not the. Because they don't know how dangerous it is. Yeah. That's not the time or the place to do that. Yeah. <laughs> They were, like, having, like, a whole good time. And I'm, like, screaming in the middle of the store like a crazy person. I'm, like, don't ever run away from me like that again. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah, they would have had them, them them harnesses on with me. I don't have time for that. Like, yeah. we in and out. I don't have time to strap them up, lock them down. Yeah. Like, we're not well, getting on the dragster. Like, would, just come on. Me after that. Like, come on. Just come on. Like, we got to go. And I... I try and, like, keep them. Like, come on, move it, move it, move it, move it. Like, I try to, like, make up songs and stuff to keep them on on track because they, like, you know, lose their attention really fast. But anyway, that is the end of the show. DJ Don, thank you so much for being on Mm -hmm. Tire as a Mother. You are a great guest. Yep, and um, thank you for inviting me. It's good to be here. You're welcome. And um, again, if y'all want to listen to DJ Don's show, if y'all want a little more of the rowdier side of DJ Don, because he's definitely uh, relaxed right now, um, go ahead over to the Jungle Juice podcast. Him and his uh, co-hosts, they are crazy. You can hear that show right here, Friday Friday night, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. We're going to be live with uh, Marcus in the studio. Right here on Jungle Juice Radio. Yep. So if you want to hear that, like you said, tune in on Friday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Tire as a Mother. What? Uh, One more thing I want to touch on. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, it is. And the Jungle Juice store is selling breast cancer awareness merchandise yeah so if you want to tire as a mother a uh, breast cancer t-shirt make sure you go on to the jungle juice store and purchase your tire as a mother t-shirt or if you want a uh, jungle juice podcast shirt hoodie or hoodie yeah, yes because it's hoodie season and so all cop a hoodie not a t-shirt cop a hoodie and, and you'll stay warm by supporting the cause. And then all proceeds will be donated to where they're going to be donated to, Donovan? To a Breast Cancer Foundation. We're not mm-hmm. sure which one just yet, but you know, once we get more information, we'll have that for you. And shout out to uh, DJ Don's grandmother. She is a two-time breast cancer survivor, so we're really um, happy about that. Yeah. She is definitely... Um, our our motivator because i mean she beat breast cancer twice like she's a beast out here all right thank y'all guys so much thank you guys so much for listening to tire as a mother clearly i'm a tired mother so i'm going to go and get my kids and put us in the bed have a good night and i will uh talk to y'all again next week